What is up, freaks? It's your boy Marty Ben here to introduce this rip of TFTC. We have the godfather of TFTC, Light Switch Lou, back in the stew. Great, tight rip. Wouldn't be here without him. Always, always a pleasure catching up with the man who forced me to start this podcast. This rip was brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. Unchained Capital is here to bring you many solutions for your Bitcoin. Uh, collaborative custody is one of those with their vault product. They have a wake love concierge service that's going to take you from zero to having a two or three multi-sig vault set up where you hold two keys, Unchained holds one. You always have full control of your Bitcoin as long as you have your two keys. If you're ever in a pinch and want to move your Bitcoin and need Unchained to be that second in the two or three multi-sig quorum, they are here for you. Uh, they also have an IRA product. They have a loan desk. They have incredible content. Go check out everything they have going. If you do the White Glove Con share service that comes with video conference calls, hardware wallets, and a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats in your vault at the end of the day, use the code TFTC or tell them the TFTC sent you. You're going to get $50 off that package. Uh, and again, just go check out Unchained.com. They're building incredible products, leveraging Bitcoin's native multi-sig properties. This rip was also brought to you by our good friends at Brains. Brains. I saw in the Brains Telegram chat today, they released some, some new firmware. Trying to find it. Where is it? Where is it? There it is. Brains OS Plus version 22.02.4 has been released. It's got some new features, including a, a universal X17, X19 SD card image. The S17 image file contains support for the X19 model as well. It's now available for download on Brains website. That's Brains, B-R-A-I-I-N-S dot com. Go look for the Brains OS Plus firmware page there. Uh, it boots on control boards with secure boot enabled. That does. They improve the power model for the S19J and S19J Pro as well. What is Brains OS Plus firmware? What are all these words that I'm saying? For you freaks who are unaware of Brains' incredible product, Brains OS Plus firmware allows you to stack more sats with your ASICs. It produces, helps you You download the firmware onto a compatible ASIC. Doesn't look like they had a West Minor in this version. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, you download the firmware and it makes your machine more efficient. Focuses on the high frequency hash boards, which allows you to produce more hashes, which then means you get more sats at the end of the day. So if you have... An ASIC that's compatible with Brains OS Plus uh, firmware, you're leaving and you don't have it on your ASIC, you're leaving SATs on the table. It's as simple as that. They have insights.brains.com, which is a great place to, to see the landscape of the mining industry, uh, all the data that you need in one spot, profitability tools, cost tools, difficulty, hash rate, hash price, hash value. It's all there. Go check everything out at brains.com. It's B R A I I N S.com. Last but not least, this rip was brought to you by our good friends at Hoddle Hoddle. Hoddle Hoddle is here to bring you a lending solution where you can use your Bitcoin as collateral to get stablecoin liquidity with no KYC, no AML, in a peer-to-peer -peer fashion. This product is also leveraging Bitcoin's native multi-sig properties. What you do is you put your Bitcoin up in collateral in a two or three multi-sig wallet escrow account. You hold one key. Your counterparty in the trade uh, in the loan, excuse me, holds uh, a second key and Hada Hada holds the third key. You don't have control of the Bitcoin throughout the duration of the loan, obviously, because that would not make any sense. However, since you do have one key, 
uh, you have visibility into the escrow account so that you know that your SATs are not being rehypothecated throughout the duration of your loan. If you have stable coins, you want to get yield on them. This is a great way to do it. You put your stable coins up to be lent out. You put an interest rate on top of it. And the person who you loaned your Bitcoin, or excuse me, your stable coins to pays you back what you gave them plus interest. So it helps you get yield. Go to lend.hodlhodl.com, L-E-N-D.hodlhodl.com. Again, no KYC, no AML. Great way to do it. Leveraging Bitcoin's multi-sig properties, its native properties. Also, the Baltic Honey Badger Conference is back this year in Riga, Latvia, beginning of September. Be on the lookout for that as well. Enjoy this rip. I certainly did. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. Probably should be. I'm sorry, dude. Are we live? We're live. You sent the guy who started the podcast to a hotel, which I don't mind it, but like next time your your wife's 8.5 months pregnant, just tell me like in advance that like I'm going to be traveling all over the goddamn city. Like I've been everywhere. I've been here for 48 hours. I feel like I've seen the entire city because you've made me pack my bag and repack my bag and I'm at a hotel. I'm not at a hotel. Well, in our defense... We had we had some plumbing issues on day one. Okay. And, so, like, and then my wife had to go up upstairs to go to the bathroom and she'd be like walking past you as you're sleeping in our guest room. Marty, I would have stayed at a hotel the entire time. I don't mind staying at a hotel. I like hotels. There's, they got gyms. They got things going on there. It's in the city. I, I'm not a suburbs guy anyway. You know that, dude. What do you think of the city? I mean, I've been in Austin a lot. I like Austin. I like Austin a lot. It's a great city. It's just far. Too far for me. Too far from what? Philly? Philly, New York. I'm an East, I'm, I'm an East Coast scumbag, dude. You know that, dude. I'm a Northeast scumbag the day I die. Everyone, everyone's tried to get me Miami, Austin, this, that. Nah, dude. I'm an East Coast scumbag. I always will be. And I, and, and I don't care that I am. I'm an East Coast scumbag, too, at heart. I'll get back to Philly one day. Yeah, but it's in my... You had to come here, though. You're like, we. the dinner we had last night, I don't even know what you guys talked about. I didn't know what you were talking about to the point where I had to leave and go watch the game. Because like things, <laughs> the things you know are just so different than the things I can even comprehend that like, I don't, I can't have nothing. It, it's like, you might as well be talking to Mandarin. I don't know what you're talking about. What did you see in me? Like, so we're talking to, Lewis okay. Roberts, the godfather of TFTC. This podcast would not exist without you. Okay. So how, why did we do it? We said it last night. It was, I was learning about like, people were bringing up crypto to me all the time. And I was tweeting about it. And I think we may have said this on episode one, but people don't remember. No, actually, maybe we didn't because episode one was just you bumbling through a, <laughs> through the through the remember i scripted it you scripted it and i was like getting mad at you because i was like dude just do it dude just 
just do it. You couldn't get through it, which is crazy because you're very good at this now, but you couldn't get through it. And I was like, dude, I remember, I think I had dinner with my girlfriend at the time and she was like, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm doing this podcast with this dude and he just can't get through this show. <laughs> he can't get through this show. I was literally reading from like yeah, index cards. Through, I'm like, he can't just say the show. He's sweating. I was like, this ain't gonna work. He's sweating bullets right now. <laughs> they like literally talk on a mic and I'm like sitting there like, I think, I mean, obviously I'm doing what I'm always doing. I'm gambling. I'm getting 6,000 emails and you're bumbling through the show. And what did I see in you? Like we said, we're doing it. We're going, I'm learning about it. And then you DM me and you start to talk to me and I'm getting a million DMs, I'm talking to a million people. But you were one of the few people who were in New York. So I was like, all right, I want to learn everything I possibly can about this. So then we bring, at the time I'm at Barstool, we brought our data engineer because he went, Morgan, his name is Morgan Cray, went to, he went to MIT. So I was like, Morgan, you're a big brain. You're a big brain guy. I want your big brain to come with me because I don't know if this dude's rug pulling me, if he's lying to me. And then I listened to your spiel about Bitcoin, yada, yada, yada. And then you left first. We went to the Smith. I always tweet that. I went to the Smith on 27th and 5th. Uh, the Smith, AKA the Applebee's in New York. That's the Applebee's <laughs> in New York City. It's the Applebee's in New York City. <laughs> went to the Applebee's it's in New York City. It's a high end Applebee's. Let's but that's what that. it means. Applebee's in New York City, whatever. It's the Applebee's in New York City. We go to the Applebee's in New York City. We're there. And then you leave first. And Morgan just, he just sits there. This is what Morgan does. sits there five, 10 minutes. And he's like, thinks about everything you're saying. He's like, the tech checks out. What he's saying technically works. Like the tech side of it, what you're saying about the network and decentralized and all that jazz at the time. It's like, it works. And then I found out you went to St. Joe's Prep, which if you grew up in Philadelphia, like, like I did and you did, like grew up, we're City Lines guys too. I don't want to hear about people telling me they're from fucking Allentown and they're Philadelphians. Like people say they're from Philadelphia if they live in, they went, they live in State College. We're, I grew up in the Northeast. We are State Lines. No, sorry, City Lines. We are City Lines people. Me and Marty are City Lines, like Philadelphia City Lines. So if you're a City Lines guy, you know that St. Joe's Prep's the best school. I, you got to take tests to get in, whatever. I took the test, got in, didn't have the money to go. So then we all know the other thing, if you're a Philadelphia guy that I had to go to Roman Catholic and Roman, and, and Roman, and Roman Catholic is just basically Latin for you did, couldn't get in the St. Joe's prep. So that's why I trusted you. Cause I was like, all right, you got in the best school. Like you can't be like lying. And then like we talked more and we threw a fucking fuck. You made me talk me into selling all my Ethereum and we threw a fuck ton of money in Bitcoin and we've been riding ever since, dude. We've been riding it ever since. Never sold, never sell, don't know, got 60 wallet, still don't even know, really don't understand what I do with it. I just, it's in a wallet. There's wallets everywhere. I'm, I'm sometimes I'm losing, we can get into that at the time I lost my wallet and I thought I lost it. Helped you out there. Saved my life, saved my life. That's why you write down your seed phrase. All that's written down in different places. Don't, we don't get into, we don't get into all that. Like, no. but like, save you, my you've life. You've learned, you've learned. Well, that's because I was a fucking drug addict, dude. I was doing, at one point, I mean, at one point I was eating, what, 20 fentanyl pills a day? Yeah. 20 a day? I didn't, I didn't think we were going to start here, but yeah, I mean, you've you've had a fucking... Well, that's why I lost my wallet. That's why we brought it up. Like, yeah. I was just gone, dude. I was gone at one point. What was that like? I mean, when we sold Anchor to Spotify, 
I come from no money. I come from zero dollars. Zero. Like my dad was a roofer. He was a heroin addict. Our rest in peace. Mom don't even know what she's on. My mom doesn't know what she's on. I, I was diagnosed bipolar when I was like 14 or 15. It's pretty obvious I am like talking to me, you know, you see me through like bipolar manic episodes. And it's like the greatest gift and the curse in the world to me though. Cause it's also made me like realize like what Barstool was going to be when it was nothing. It made me realize like what anchor could be when it was, when it was like up and coming before we like, it's this brain. And at one time I got and said, I have like, my brain works like that's a raven. Like that's how it works. Like that show where she just like looks off into the clouds and can see things. And that's kind of what I did with you and Bitcoin and like going back to the the drug thing. Like, I mean, I was I was gone. At one point after we sold Anchor, I had more money than I ever, I didn't even know what to do with it. Like, it's like one of those things where I don't know what to do with the money. So it was like, all right, like, I'm already prescribed like bipolar meds and they weren't working. So I started to take other shit and then I started to take street drugs and obviously everything on the streets laced with fentanyl. And once you do that, it's game over. Yeah. And I was gone and I was really gone for a while. Like I was gone for like almost a year. Yeah. Like wasn't on this earth, like was just getting up and thank God, thank God for like Pat McAfee saved my life someone finally figured it out and saved my life or I won't be sitting here with you. I think I would have died. Yeah. What, like, ha what happened there? So like it, COVID was really what fucked me up with the, with the drug. That's what got me. That's what, like, I was good, but like, I was like, wasn't, I wasn't really doing drugs like until then, like real drugs. Like I was like, yeah, I did drugs once in a while. Everyone thinks I'm on Coke. I'm not on Coke. I actually hate cocaine. I think it's the worst drug ever. I, I haven't done cocaine in like 10 years because it's the worst because like the hangovers are terrible. In college, in college, it was the worst. Like I would do, when I did cocaine in college, I remember one time I did cocaine in college and uh, I was dating some girl and I, everyone left the house. We were like sitting in my living room, like my like college, whatever, like house or whatever. And she went to bed early. I didn't go to bed. She wakes up. And she thought I got up early because I was like straight up the house. She thought I was like awake. She's like, oh yeah, we have a brunch to go to. I didn't go to bed yet. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like, I'm not a cocaine guy. I just thought I'm not. Like, I'm more of a downer guy. So during COVID, there was nothing to do. There was nothing to do. Like my brain couldn't handle nothing. Like I can't handle nothing. So when, when the world just like shut down, it just... It just like, I couldn't handle that. And then it ended up like, okay, the bipolar meds aren't working. Let me go buy some street drugs. And then next thing I know, it's like, it, it was like when the COVID hit 20, I don't remember what year. 2020. It was, yeah. 20, like March, 2020. Like that's when I went and started doing like, that's when I went and started doing drugs. Like try drugs obviously once in a while, but not like this. Like this is when it went to a different level. And then one time, Someone was like, oh, I don't have, because I thought I was taking Xanax. Obviously I wasn't. We found out later it was all fentanyl. I was never taking Xanax. Which is crazy that you're alive. Crazy. It was crazy. The like, amount of fentanyl that you're taking. I was taking an insane amount of fentanyl. Insane. Like insane, insane. Like they thought, everyone thought I was taking, I thought I was taking Xanax. It took me, and then one time he was like, oh, I don't have uh, Xanax on me, but I have Suboxone, which is basically heroin. 
And that's when it was over. And it was probably like the summer of that year. And it was just gone. I was gone, dude. It from, from, it, it started during COVID and then, uh, our lease ended in New York and I was kind of like, what do I do? Like, do I go to Indiana? Because I'm still like, again, even though I'm on drugs, I can still like function, like kind of function. Like I, cause I'm just a hard worker. I've always been able to function. So I'm functioning. And then I'm like, I, I, but I was still like gone. So I was like, do I go to Indiana? Do I not go to Indiana? I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going. So I'm like fucking living out of the Jane hotel, buying like hundreds of fentanyl pills a day. And I think, um, oh, this is when I really, this is when it really happened. One day, this, this was the craziest, one of the craziest days. There's a lot of crazy days, but the craziest day was, I was actually in Newport, Rhode Island for the summer. Cause I go there every summer. And I just asked my buddy, I was like, can I borrow your car? And next thing I know, I woke up in Philadelphia in Chinatown with the car tires popped. Don't remember anything. Have a $5,000 Greg Lauren coat. I must've stopped in New York city and bought it. And don't remember any of this. Don't remember the entire day. And I think that's when my sister started to reach out to people being like, yo, what's going on? And then McAfee had to lie to me and say, yo, we're selling the company, fly back to Indiana. Lies to me. It get a me- Good lie. Good lie, good lie. Cause I wouldn't have came. Cause I wasn't listening to anyone. I mean, I was gone. I'm not listening to anyone. Good lie, had to do it. Had to do it. Fly back to Indiana. Someone picks me up at the airport. They take me to like, I had like, I, oh, oh, I had like an apartment out there too, because it was just like, why not? Because it was like, I was coming and going all the time from Indiana. Next day I wake up, someone calls me and they're like, yo, I'm here. Like, you want to go grab food? And then the entire company, entire Mac company comes up and they're like, you got to go to rehab. And I was like, I'm not going. And then they were like, you got to go. Like, you need to realize like, this is, and I was like, how long am I going to go for? And they're like 72 hours. And I was like, okay, I can do 72 hours. Then I get to the airport. And I'm like, I'm not going. I'm calling everyone. I'm like, do I go? Do I not go? I'm calling everyone. I have hundreds of fentanyl pills on me. I miss the flight. McAfee calls me and says, if you don't get on that flight, I got to fire you. He's like, if you don't get there by tomorrow, I got to fire you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't want to be fired, dude. Like that would be, like, I'd feel terrible if I got fired. So I call a fucking private jet company. I have a private jet about to come and take me to the thing. And then they find me a plane and get me on the thing. And they get me, I get there. Someone picks me up. I go to, oh, I go to Chris Heron's place too. The dude from like the 30. Yeah. Tell this story. Like yeah, it, yeah. it seems like the setup was pretty legit. It was like McAfee, like he saved my life. He got me into the best place. He got me into the best place. He did. He like did a lot of work. Like I owe that dude my life. Like dude, like I, I want to fucking cry right now thinking about it. Like dude, like he really did. Um, and it's like the, and since like, we don't have any family, like no one would have been able to do this for me. Like, like I wouldn't have listened to my sister because like, I look at, I love my sister, but like I raised my sister, like as a kid, like we, our parents weren't around. So I raised her. So like I helped her like with everything, college, house, whatever I did it all. Um, so like he was one person in my life I would have listened to. So he gets me to go, I get, he gets me in the best place with, with, with Heron. Um, and then I fucking, uh, I, I think I'm going to bring my drugs in. I'm fucking sitting, they're driving me to rehab. Cause it's in like, it's in like 
it's in like Rhode Island and I'm just like popping pills, eating them. And then I get there and I tried to like hide them. I thought I'm going to bring them in and they like take all my shit. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, whatever. And I put, and I fall asleep. I wake up like two days later. I have no idea where I'm at. No idea. And that's when I met Chris Heron and him and really this other woman, Liz, like they, they, they made me, they were like, we drug tested you. And you're like, like on like, they're like, we can't believe you're alive. The amount of fentanyl you have in you. They're like, we're shocked you're here right now. They're like, look at your thing. And they showed me my thing. Like my, like, they're like you have an unlimited amount of fentanyl in you. And then it was a motherfucker to get off of it for like, I was there for like 60 days. It was a motherfucker. And thank God for Matt Brown. He used to work with us. I call Matt Brown, like, Matt, you gotta, you gotta fucking do my job. I can't do it. So like he came in and did my McAfee shit and like helped like just keep that shit going, like the sales shit and all this shit that I know how to do. And it's like, and then I got out, obviously did drugs again when I got out. Cause I wasn't, it's very hard to get off it. Like very hard. And then it was June of last year. It's almost a year now. What's it? May mm -hmm. or May? June of last year, I was about to go back to Newport because I was just like, and I was sitting in a fucking rest stop in like Jersey and I bought more drugs and I just had this moment of clarity. Like all these people did all this stuff for me, all this stuff. I don't want to fuck my life up. I got out of the car and I was like, I'm not going to throw these away. If I throw them away, I'm going to come back for them. I saw a cop, I handed the cop my drugs. I was like, yo, dude, I'm done. This is the last time. I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, well, I got to arrest you. I'm like, okay, I don't care. So I go to jail for one night because I just, I literally handed the dude drugs. And that was the last time I've ever done drugs. That was it. I was just like, I had a moment of clarity and I got out and then I called them again. And I was like, listen, I'm dead serious now. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, like the only way I was ever going to stop doing it is if I stopped. No one was ever going to stop unless I stopped. Like no one could have stopped me. Like, thank God they got me down the road where I wasn't like gone. Like I, when I got out and I was doing them, I wasn't like doing as many as I was doing. I was being, I was like, all right, I can just do one a day. One a day will get me okay. So like, I wasn't on that, like I need it. Like when I, I didn't feel like the withdrawal when I, when I had stopped this time, it was just like, all right. It was like a week of feeling like shit. And then I was cool. And that was it. It was a let, that was the last I've ever done a drug my life doesn't feel to be clean feels good dude i'm here with you we're alive dude <laughs> yeah well i'm fucking happy you're clean yeah we're going we're we're like we're almost on a year we're about a year we're like a month away from a year yeah and i was telling you yesterday we're gonna make it decades we're gonna make it to the rest of your life i don't but the thing is like i don't think i would do it again because like when i stopped i was like i remember how hard it was to get off it and i was like i don't think i want to go down this road again it is it is impossible, dude. Are drugs it, worth it? No, not at all. Not at all. It ain't worth it, dude. It ain't worth it. Anyone, it, it's, 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 it's miserable at the end because there's no end to it. Like at the end, you're just like, there's no, you can't do enough because you're just chasing something that's impossible to, it's, it's impossible to like stop it. Yeah. And it, and so no, they're, they're definitely not worth it. They're terrible. Yeah. That's, 
It was a scary situation, dude. Like, and I think it's just for me personally, I mean, again, like I said, this podcast would not exist. My life would not be what it is without you. And the thought of you ending your life via drugs is scary for me personally. Like, because you brought incredible value to my life and you have value to give many other people. And that's why I'm happy that you've been clean for almost a year now and you've been productive as fuck. Yeah, I mean, I can, yeah, like... I know how to do shit knowing it's just hard when you're like, because I am bipolar. I mean, you saw a bipolar episode like a month ago I had one and I said, but like it, and when you realize it, I realize what I'm happening. I want to have them now and what I got to do. Like I got to call you and be like, yo dude, if I call you three in the morning, don't answer me. Cause I'm just in the middle of this episode that like, and me, I got to get out of it myself. Cause it, it happens. It does. It happens. to me. Like there's no, way out of this like like one time i mean big cat dan cats at barstool called me light switch Lou because i go up and down but that's real it's like my brain does that like i don't know how to stop it there's no way to stop it it's just i gotta learn to like live with it no that was a good learning lesson for me because when you called me that night it was yeah it was like two or three in the three three in the morning your time two my time yeah and we're like and talking about like inflation in the economy and i'm like is the world gonna and it's like that doesn't you go into those episodes and you don't know how to get out of them and that's what drugs did for me. It would get me out of those episodes. Yeah. So that's why I said like COVID was like, because it's nothing. It's like, okay, fuck, dude. What the fuck am I going to do? My brain needs to be moving 24-7. Yeah. And it was a learning lesson for me because I get a call from you at 2 a.m. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to answer this because yeah, I got to be there yeah. for Lou. Like, yeah. and, and that's the thing. It's like the way I am, if you don't know me, you would think I'm on drugs 24-7. Yeah. Cause I'm always going, I'm always got, I'm always like on the move. I'm always thinking and doing stuff. Well, this is, I mean, this is an interesting anecdotal data point of how fucked up the COVID lockdowns were for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucked up. It was fucked up. It was bad, dude. It was like, that's, that's what drove me. It drove me insane. There's nothing for me to do. If I have nothing to do, my brain can't handle it. Like someone like me, if you have bipolar, like I do, you can't handle shit like that. Cause your brain just can't like sitting still for me is like the worst thing I could do Yeah, for how I am. Like I can't sit still. I have to always be doing things yeah. or I mean, it's over. Yeah. you. I mean, you're my favorite crazy uncle because you do work. You're like one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life. And that's, it's produced a lot of value for a lot of people. And like the, there is that, like Kanye is a great example of somebody who's like bipolar. Yeah, we were talking about that the one day. It's like, it's like when, when I saw him say he's bipolar, I was like, I've always loved Kanye. And I, I get what, I get how he is and why he is the way he is. Cause that's what, that's what bipolarness is. It's like, you can have these like bats of euphoria and then you can just be like in the dumps over like the dumbest shit ever. It goes both ways. It's like, it, and, it, and it's real and like, there is medicine for it, but the medicine, some of it doesn't work. Like it does work. Sometimes it doesn't work at all. It's like, it goes both ways. I don't know. It's just like a thing you have to learn to deal with. Yeah. And the only way I learn to deal with it is like, I know the, the only way my brain works is building things. Like I can't sit at a company. I can never be a fucking accountant at Deloitte. I can't like, that's why I'm always like, the only thing I can do the rest of my life is startups and build things. That's it. Can't do anything else. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's how that's, I mean, I wasn't on any drugs when we were like in Milton and Barstool. It's like, we're building this motherfucker to the next level. 
like it, it, my brain needs that thing, whatever that thing is to keep me good. That next best thing. Well, luckily we have Bitcoin, which is a pretty big thing. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a big thing, but yeah. it's, but Bitcoin's the smartest fucking thing in the world, dude. It's like, I don't, I don't, just things that happen where it's like, like the dinner list. Like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. I couldn't tell you for the life of me. Couldn't tell you for the life of me what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I couldn't say it. If you asked me fucking 50 times, wait, what were you talking about? I couldn't tell you. I have no idea what you guys were talking about. And it's just like, but I do know it's going to be, it's pretty obvious now it's going to work. Like when I met you, I was still like skeptical. It's pretty obvious this is going to be one of the biggest things in the world. Yeah. Well, when you met me, again, go back to like our conversation at the Smith. I mean, podcasting's massive right now. And at the time it was kind of big, but it was really hitting an inflection point where yeah. Barstool was starting to lean into it and mm -hmm. like heavy. And like you were ahead of that curve. You saw what Anchor did. Um, you went there, built that product up. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's a Raven brain. That's what it is. It's like that weird brain that can just like, and, and what you guys are doing, and obviously I'll never be smart enough to do this, but what you guys are doing down here with like the energy and all that stuff, like I get what Bitcoin is going to be one day. I don't know how the fuck I can help besides help people make big content. But like, other than that, like it is, it's going, it's going to be massive. Like, like the, it, it, it's probably the greatest adventure. It is the greatest adventure in our lifetime. I look at it like fucking electricity. It's like watching electricity just being formed. Yeah, like I'm watching. I, I don't know. I watch. I watch. I watch the Gilded, the Gilded Age on, a, on HBO because I fucking love history. It's like they show when like electricity's like the first time they turn it on in a house. That's the way I feel about Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I agree with you. I think it's the most important invention of our lifetime. Uh, Without that, I mean, you're you become your own. Like it's what I mean. You become financially. You are financially in charge of your life now. A hundred percent. It's a hundred percent on you. And that's that the empowerment that gives you is, is like electricity or like when the car was invented, it's the empowerment it gives you when you're fully in charge of your financial life is way is different than anything else. Yeah. Like you're fully in charge. It's on you to like store your Bitcoin and make sure everything's taken care of and make sure everything's done the right way. And I know a lot of people are scared of that. Most people, and, and that's the problem. Most people are scared of that. They are. Most people are scared of, they want the, the monotony of the security. But then we've seen what happens when monotony and security happens. People just fuck it up and ruin everyone's lives. <laughs> so it's like, it's like they fuck it up. We watched it. I mean, we're not, what, our second financial crisis in fucking 30 years and like our lives? Like, like we're about to go into our second one. We're in it right now, probably. This is probably like our fourth financial crisis in our lives right now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like, it's like there's got to be a better way. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, there just has to be a better way to do this. Because that's what I think about a lot. I'm like, me and you talk about a lot of things. It's like, I don't, I don't know how normal people live. Like I, like, I just don't understand how people can sit there and say, this is okay that I had to spend 40, 50 grand to go to get this piece of paper. And now houses are 10 X the price and this and that, like I've opted out of all of it. I don't fucking give a fuck what my credit score is. I don't listen to anyone's bullshit because I just don't, I think it's all bullshit. I just do. So it's like, well, it is all bullshit. Yeah, it is. It is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Like the entire, the entire game is just rigged for you to be like a drone in, in this world. And it's not. And now something came along that can like basically liberate you. And if you don't take that liberation, you're fucking retarded. In my honest <laughs> opinion.
You are like you are because there it doesn't it never happened before. Like when when it happened, the printing press. Okay, like that's what we're talking about here. There's yeah. financial liberation here. You're taking money. You're moving money in the state. They're two different things now. They don't own. It's not owned by the state anymore. Yeah. And you pick and choose like where you want to go and like what you want to do. And there's going to be countries that will charge you less taxes. And like, and you, you want to know what I think about too? I think about this. It's like, I said to my sister one time, I was like, when like the industrial revolution happened, people, motherfuckers came from all over Europe and just built this country. Why can't it be redone again? It can be. And it's not as hard. And guess what? It's not, not as hard as time. We're not working in fucking film. At, you're, you're, you're sitting on your fucking laptop all day. You're not, we're not working in mills where fucking some fucking steel falls on you and your fucking arm falls off, bro. Like, like, and people did that. And it's like, people did that in history. So why can't we do it? Like we sit on our fucking laptops. It's, it should be much easier. Yeah. And people should just wake up and realize like, this is a hundred times easier. Well, again, let's talk about your story specifically. I mean, you, the way you carved out your career, you started in the Philly Stock Exchange and then you saw Dave building Barstool and you saw something then you like brought advertising revenue to, to, yeah, to Barstool yeah. and like you really leaned into the content side of things. Like content has high leverage. That's why I love working with you because as, as somebody who's been in Bitcoin for a while and building out this media brand, which you've been a pivotal part of, I like to think that it's helped people like learn about Bitcoin. Like we can leverage like your expertise and content and my knowledge of Bitcoin to like bring that to more people and get them out of the, the, the drone state that they're in. Yeah. I mean, I do it. I do it for, I mean, everyone knows, like, people listening, you know, like Anthony Pompliano's show. Like I've like, if you look at his channel, I've changed the entire channel. Like I, I that was me. Like I met him. Like I, I was like, let's do it. I, I changed that entire channel for him. I was like, let's change. Cause we need to reach more people. We need more people to know. We need more people to wake the fuck up. We just do like, there's no way around it. Like people need to learn about this and understand like what it can actually do for you. It's like, sorry, I had to look at my phone because fucking there's a million fucking, I'm back to, Hey, I'm sober, bro. You know how many fucking, you know how many Slack messages and text messages I have now? <laughs> I got fucking 9,000. I can't keep up with it, but that's what I need. But, um, back to what I was saying, we, you're, you're, you're right. Like we need content because we need people to learn and, and content is the only leverage that matters. Yeah. So let's get like, you are a content expert in my opinion. Um, I've, I've experienced it myself. Like how like content is the superpower in today's day and age. Like if, if you're trying to be a comp, like you need to produce content if you want to be a brand in the oh, future, yeah. you've described that like advertise the advertising model traditionally is screwed. Didn't Google just change something or something or Apple did. Apple, Apple did. did. Apple did. So they kind of fucked Facebook. So it's like they fucked like anyone who's like a, a performance marketer is fucked. So you're fucked. If you were like, oh, I was great at performance marketing, you're kind of fucked. So it's like it is content. But it, but but the thing is that it was always content. It's never been anything different since the beginning of time. It's just the mediums have changed. It's just the mediums change and also like Everyone can be a content brand now. Everyone should be a content brand. Everyone can be one. No matter what you're selling or doing, you your your business needs to be a content brand as well. Can't just be, oh, I just fucking, no matter what you're doing, you should be a content brand. You should f figure out a way to leverage content to to sell your product and have your, have your customers learn about your product. No matter what, I don't care what industry you're in. It's yeah. all content. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the most high leverage 
thing I've ever done in my life is producing content, writing the newsletter. It, 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 and the, I mean, that was my way in with you. I was like, hey, you were like, who the fuck are you? I was like, oh, I write this newsletter. If you want to read that, then maybe that'll give me some credibility to like meet you at the Smith or something like that. Yeah. I mean, and it's just like, you, that's correct. You're 100% right. It's like the content is how, and the way the internet works now, it's, there's ways where singular, I mean, we watch it happen with Rogan. Happens all the time with Rogan. Rogan's the most important creator in the world. He's a singular creator. He's a fucking, was a comedian fucking around with his friends. He's the, mo the most important con content creator we have right now. If you would have told people 10 years ago, Joe Rogan's going to be the most important content creator in 10 years, they would have laughed in your fucking face. So who knows what, who it is in 10 years from now? You know, it's like, it's probably going to be you. Yeah. That's one thing we struggle with. I struggle with the TFTC is like, how do I produce this content and not so like, you know, you get angry at me because I'm very selective with advertisers. Um, Marty, I will say this about Marty. I thought about this today because I knew I was going to come on and do this. I honestly think Marty could be president one day. Stop. Like I'm being dead. Snug. Listen, to my, listen, to my, listen to my thoughts. Listen to my thoughts. Because I thought about this when I had my, because I'm busy now. I had like three minutes to shower because I had to jump on a call. Like you're texting me all the time. Like, where are you at? Where are you at? I'm like, dude, I'm on 50 fucking calls a day now, dude. 50 calls. I got to do all my work. So I had three minutes to jump in the shower and I thought about it and I was like, the message you've given has never changed to me. It's never changed in what, seven years now? It's never changed. Your, your message has always been the same about Bitcoin. It's family, growing business, saving money, becoming financially independent, getting smarter. It's never changed. Never once have you've called me and been like, I got... And even times when I've, tr I've tried to like pull you in the ship being like, well, maybe we could do this to make money. And you're like, no, we're doing Bitcoin. <laughs> and I'm like, cause I'm always like, well, maybe we could just try this. And you're like, nah, it's Bitcoin. Yeah. It's never changed. And I'm like, I think, and why I said back to the president thing, I think that's kind of what the world needs is like a singular message that sits there in the middle and we stop this fucking left and right bullshit because we're all on the same side. I don't care what anyone says. We're all on the same side. You can fucking fight for, but I, 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 I hate, I hate the liberal left and the radical right the same. I hate them both. I hate them both the same way. We're all on the, we're all on the same team. You're all neighbors. You all live together. You're all fucking the same person to me. So it's like the singular message of Bitcoin could it could fix a lot of shit it could fix a lot of things because if you talk like they're all the same people like every you don't if you don't realize if you if you on twitter a lot and obviously twitter's the only platform i use if ever use really i don't give because i'm i don't give a fuck about my instagram pictures i don't give a fuck about like i mean facebook's been dead forever like whatever the rest of them but like the only thing everyone does is they're just pushing their agenda they're pushing their book but at the end of the day, if they weren't pushing their book, they'd all be the same person. So it's like, what are, what are they really doing? Why are we arguing? It's just nonsense things to argue over to get people mad, to get people upset so they fucking, so then they can win votes. It's a bullshit system. The entire thing's bullshit. That's why I don't even like fucking voting. I don't, I hate it. I hate it all. I think there needs to be like a total re, I think like Jack tweeted it once. There needs to be a total revamp of this entire fucking thing. I completely agree. I mean, that's why we focus on Bitcoin. Yes. It allows us just to ignore the AOCs and the, the radical conservatives of the world and just say, yeah. all right, I'm going to opt out. We're going to 
get down to our local communities. Okay, let's say so why don't people just opt out? Like, what? What? Why hasn't everyone just been like? Why does everyone not just wake up and realize like what this is? Because it's it's pretty it's it's pretty obvious if you see it like like now Elon's trying to buy Twitter and people aren't trying to let them. It's like it's why have people not opted out? Why are people why are people still doing this? Because they think like that's the only way to do things, right? But it, yeah, but it's not though. Like, Obviously, if, yeah. But if you think about like the world, like we have, and if you think about America in general, we have changed and evolved this fucking thing so many times. This thing has never not been able to evolve, and like, and that like, and then we have. I mean, the only, and and to be honest, the only real enemy is China. Like, if we're being real, because or there is other enemies, but like, there are the real enemy of what like what america stands for but like america has changed and evolved so many times like think of motherfucking like if you read books on like the industrial revolution what this fucking country has done is insane why can't we do it again why can't this be our time it is our time great fix the money fix the world like that's let's do it like we are doing it like, but we just need to get more people shake them out of that morass of like oh we've got to like left first right like I mean, this week's a perfect example of it. We're not going to dive deep down the, uh, the pro-choice, pro-life uh, debate or conversation, but you see like just one little news article sent the country in a tiff. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, but like, don't they realize people are doing this on purpose? They're doing this on purpose. Bro, I fucking run YouTube channels. I know what to do. I understand how to get people riled up on purpose. Dude, like, it's not that, like, 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 and again, I've never done it. Like, I'm not, I will never do it for politics because I fucking hate them both. I hate them both equally. But like, it's easy to get people to like, go down the path you want them to go to with content. So like, how don't people realize that? That like, but then I guess that's kind of contradictory because then are people thinking that we're trying to do this to them at Bitcoin? I think that's the problem. Oh, yeah. If you want my honest to God opinion, I think that's the, <clears throat> if I think about it now, in my that's so raven brain that's the problem is people think that like us bitcoiners or whatever you fuck you want to call us are trying to like bring them down this road with us and but like well i'm i'm up front with it i am trying to bring anybody listening to this like i want like i think a bitcoin standard should be a thing and i'm going I, to put out content and my ideas that push people towards that i agree with you what i was saying is i think that's why people don't jump don't liberate themselves as quickly <laughs> as they should that's what i'm getting at is that like i that's that if we look at the one hurdle of the world i think that's it if you want my, that's my opinion is that like is that they still think this is like some fucking cult that is built for like a reason and it's like no bro it's just decentralized network technology it's just a protocol layer of the internet. You live on protocol. I remember when we were learning about this shit and like people were like trying to teach me, I got, I got to go to some, some fucking big VC dinner. And some dude said this to me one time and he was like, I don't remember his name, I fucking wish I did. He said, it's just a protocol layer of the internet, man. That's it, that's why it's gonna be valuable. That's why it's gonna be valuable. And I was like, oh, you're right. We got to invest in a protocol layer of the internet. We didn't, we didn't before. All right, that's valuable. End of story. There's nothing else, I don't need anything else. Like, Okay, that's all I need. I don't need all the, the, all like the hoopla or any of like the, even like, I don't need like the, like the one Bitcoin is one. Like, I know guys say that, whatever, all you like, but like, it just, that's all it is to me. It's just a protocol layer of the internet you get to invest in. That's it. End the story. There's nothing else that it is. And like, 
you didn't get to invest in the first protocol layers of the internet, like TCH. I can't say the fucking words right now because I'm- TCP, IP, HTTP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't get to invest in this, but you get to invest in one now. That's it. Nothing else. Keep it simple, stupid. It's, that's the answer. And if you can, and, and then it's like, how don't people realize the internet's the most valuable fucking thing that ever, <laughs> like, what are you talking about here? Like, like, what are we talking about here? Like, like, no, like I said it one day, I tweeted it one day, like, could anyone under 25 even read a fucking map? Let's say there was no Apple maps tomorrow. Could anyone read a map? Could anyone go into a store and buy a map and pick it out and be like, oh, I could get across the country. It'd be fucking hard for people. It'd be probably impossible yeah, for exactly. most 25 year olds. Yeah. And anyone like that, but that's what I mean. It's like, how don't you understand that? But they do though, but like kids do. Like there was like a study that came out that I was reading that it was like, they did like, a, I forget the fucking thing, but it was a big, big, like one of those like big, like think tank study companies. And it was like, and they interviewed like two, 200,000, 12 year olds, 17 year olds. And it was like 89% of them. I think I texted you one day, 89% of them said when they're old enough, they want to invest in cryptocurrency. So it's coming. It's just, we're the first generation. Yeah. And that's like, so that, that's what I think the big battle is right now is we have this older generation that controls that political system that divides and conquers and they really don't want our generations to take over and take power and build the new America they want to be remembered for. I think about this a lot. When there's people like fucking Elizabeth Warren screaming about Bitcoin, Elizabeth Warren lived more than half of her life without the internet. She doesn't understand the internet. To understand what it means to be a digitally native person. Like, think about that. Like, like, could you imagine living half your life without this motherfucker? Like, they, they don't even, like, they, they didn't even, that's why these people are so fucking stupid when it comes to this stuff. No offense to them. They're fucking morons, dude. It's because they lived almost their entire life without the internet. Without it, with the internet shut down tomorrow, the world will be over. Be over in two seconds. Two seconds, the world's over. There'd be a lot of chaos. The chaos would, uh, it's over. Like I'd give it two weeks. Yeah. I mean, some of us would survive. I would, I'd find you and survive. Yeah. Come That's fi- how I'd survive. I'd find you. <laughs> you come- I'd be dead. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I'd be back in the Bronx drying fucking fentanyl. <laughs> I'd be dead. Dude. I couldn't live without it, dude. It's over for me. <laughs> but like, that's like, it's over for me. The internet ends. I'm done, dude. I just know it. I know it. Cause I fucking, I mean, I, you watch me, you watch me fucking bet on tennis all day. I say, how am I doing that without the internet? I love bet. I love, I love gambling. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I mean, that's I know, another thing that I have. Me. I always tell them to stop gambling. You're not gonna stop me. I know. You're not gonna stop me. I will always be that you're thorn rich. in your side. But like, but it goes, it comes and goes in waves. I can not gamble for a little bit. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. It comes and goes. It's one of those things, it's a wave thing. This motherfucker was watching a like ESPN.com like tennis court, like the game wasn't even on. It was like literally like the green dot, red dot. Yeah, I was watching fucking Pong. I was, I was gambling on Pong yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Thousands <laughs> of dollars on Pong. I'm trying to, it the fucking I'm, day. I'm trying to work. He's just screaming, Emily, <laughs> Emily, Emma, 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 Emma. Emma, if you listen to this podcast, I know you're a 19 year old stunner. You got it. I'm going to need more out of you. Oh, I'm going to need more out of you on break points. <laughs> Your break points are fucking killed me yesterday. You killed me. Okay? And then you're betting like a prop bet on corner kicks. Fucked me too. I'll be getting fucked. I just got, I'm getting fucked all day long. Forgot about my, te- my fucking bet right now. Am I getting texts about it? People probably texting me being like, people probably text me right now being like, oh, like, like what's going on, you know? Ah, gambling. 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 No, people are texting me about other shit. Um, 
but whatever, dude, whatever. Fuck it. You know, I can answer these texts in like 10 minutes. This, we can't, we can't go much longer than 10 minutes anyways. Let's answer in 10 minutes, you know? Well, let's keep going. Dude. I'm liking this conversation. Me too. I could talk to you all day long, but like also there's, remember, I'm, I'm a sober man now. Like, so ask me, what, what, do, you, what do you got for me? What do you want to ask me? Cause I'm fucking, I, I, I remember I'm busy now. I'm busy as a motherfucker. You've always been busy. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rebuild like the light switch legacy to another level now. Yeah. Now that I'm like in the zone again, because when I get in a zone, the zone doesn't stop. I'm zoned in. Are we gonna get uh, the light switch Lou Empire to a point where we can go back and save Philadelphia? Does Philadelphia yes. need saving? Yes, that's that's the end goal. The end goal is me being. Me being the mayor and you're the proxy. That's the end goal. <laughs> you're, you're the proxy as the mayor? I don't know if I'm, I, I always say I'm on the Roger, I'm the Roger Stone of the internet because I'm fucking behind it all. I don't like go out in the public. So maybe you're the mayor. I don't know. I don't, maybe I should be the mayor. I don't, we, we haven't decided, that's the, we haven't thought about through this one yet. What the fuck is going on in Philly? You want to talk about drug problems like fucking Frankfurt Ave, dude, under I mean, the L there. I mean, Philly's, Philly's Badlands, dude. You get out of Philly, you get, you get out of Philly, you make it anywhere. You get you get out of that city. You get any. You can fucking do anything. There's nothing. There's nothing scarier than Philly. Like that's why like shit's going off in New York City. I'm like I'm not. Oh, there's a fucking stabbing down the street. I'm like, dude. I'm like, dude. People were getting shot every fucking day where I grew up. Like where we grew up every day. Yeah. I think I, I think I saw my first gun when I was like 12, dude. I remember. 13. I remember I saw my first gun in third grade. Road rage incident. Like, yeah. Grew up on Rosalie Street in the Northeast, and some dude. I think he like sideswiped somebody's car. The dude got out of his car, like put a gun at him, tried to shoot him, but the gun jammed. Thank God. Yeah, I I saw the down thing about it. first one was fourteen, freshman year of high school. They were like, because then we went to Rome and everyone was downtown. Get kids from every area. I was down in like Fishtown, and the one and there was like a fucking and they, they got there was like a fucking a drug war beef and this one kid, he was like, yo, dude, my brother's got a gun upstairs. If this thing goes down. And he went and got it because he's like, if they fucking like, it was some shit going. I was like, where the? F I was like, this is fucking wild. This is wild. Yeah. And then after that, I saw a lot of them. But like, it just became normal. It's normal. Like I don't even like that shit doesn't even bother me. Yeah. I don't know if that's normal like to say that, but like it doesn't even like it doesn't even like scratch the surface of my brain when I'm like, oh, there's like fucking a million shootings in Philadelphia. I'm like, oh yeah, dude, that's just that's just that's what it is, you know. Well, it pains me. And somebody, yeah, it sucks. If somebody's like big into Bitcoin, like in Philadelphia was where the fucking country started and like where like this sense of liberty and like industry and freedom came out of and to see what like Philly is today. And I love Philly. I love the city. I love the people of Philadelphia. It's where I grew up. Greatest it's where city my, in the world. It's where my care. heart is, but it's like so dismaying to see like the state of the city right now like it's gotten so far away from where the fucking declaration of independence was signed totally agree i've lived in a lot of places still the greatest i mean because it's like it's i mean everyone's like boston's tough chicago philly's the toughest dude it's the toughest we're the toughest i don't care anyone says it's a tough fucking place dude you gotta be a bad motherfucker because it's so like neighborhood centric and it's so like everyone there it's just a tough fucking place dude like northeast i went to northeast a lot you went like it's a tough fucking place dude yeah i mean you know it's a tell me i, mean, I know i've lived oh, in God. chicago i've lived in new york i mean austin's like a like a austin's, uh, austin's a walk land, in the bro. park dude. austin's candy yeah. land compared to that there's some of the shit that goes out <laughs> of philadelphia like oh okay you want to hear a great philadelphia story one time 
So there was this one, so there was this, so when I worked at, I worked at this bar in high school, in college, because we didn't have any money. So I, I got a job, when I was like 13 at this fucking bar. I lied to do until I was 15 so I could work there because we needed money. Um, this dude's name is Q, fucking greatest guy. This dude's name is Q, okay? I love the Q stories. Q's the best, dude. I don't know if I ever told it to Q. I, I think I've told you Q stories. I don't ever told him on air. Uh, he was a cook at the restaurant, but he was always in and out of jail for running guns. Uh, one time, there's really two stories. There's one time he fucking told me that uh, we were, we, he was like, we were smoking weed. It was like fucking, I was like older. I think I was like 18 at the time. And he was like, was like, oh, it's, it's like slow at the restaurant. He starts to brawl up weed and we're smoking weed. And he starts to tell me that you got to wear a woman's bulletproof vest because that cops can't see it. Don't ever buy a man's bulletproof vest. You buy a woman's and put it on because it does the same. But if you're wearing a t-shirt, the cops don't know. That was one where I was like, this motherfucker is in the game. <laughs> and there was another one. And there was another one because I went to Temple and we were having like a day party or whatever. And he stopped showing up at work. Like he stopped showing up like, cause like he, I, we assumed he went to jail. Like he was just being out of jail. He thought he was in jail. We were like a day party in some baggy yard at Temple. Some fucking dude opens his window and he's like, yo motherfuckers, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going, he's like, I'm going to come down there and fuck you guys up. And I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking Q. Q, it's Lewis, dude, what's up, dude? I was like, I haven't seen you in three months. Where you been? He's like, he's like, yo, you didn't see me. Cops are looking for me. And then just closed the fucking window. And he's like, he's like, that's all he said. And that was it. That was it. I don't know, dude. I don't know what happened. He's the fucking best, dude. He's the best in the world. He's the best, dude. He's the absolute best. Q. He's the best, dude. Is he still running around Philly? Who knows, dude? Maybe. Yeah, fuck, man. It's always good to catch up with Light Switch. It's great, dude. I, I mean, I tell you every time, like, honestly, my life would not be what it is today without you. It makes me feel great because then I see your kid, I see Rachel, and it makes me happy. That makes me happy. It yeah. really does. I, not a lot of things make me, like, I have a hard time, like, I'm type A, like, I'm always, but, like, seeing that, I'm like, all right, it, it, it's worth it. Like, it was good to fucking get this shit back on, back on track the right way. Look at where we are. Came from the Smith. We're in Austin, Texas. And so yeah, dude. I'm going to go buy fucking, I'm going, no matter what, when you're driving back to get my bag, cause you kicked me out of the fucking house again. <laughs> I got kicked out of the house again. I'm buying a milkshake. I don't care what you say. He's getting a milkshake tonight. No matter what you say, I'm buying him a milkshake. All right. I'll get a milkshake. The the traffic was too insane to get the in and out yesterday. Yeah, but I don't care if we got to stop wherever he's getting a milkshake. Okay. We'll get him a milkshake. I think I think that that's all I got, man. What Thanks. do you what do you want to leave the freaks with? Any messages? The message to the freaks are we we kicked down the door and we ain't fucking stopping now, boys. The door has been kicked down. After going to Bitcoin Week, after seeing what you got, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about now with the energy shit you guys are talking about, but it sounds so big and so fucking this is our industrial revolution. So get down or lay down. I think we're at the get down or lay down point of Bitcoin. It's get down or lay down. We're past the point of like, is this going to work? It's a get down or lay down piece now. You either get down with us or you don't. Yeah. We're here. Get down with us or have fun on the sidelines. We're building the future. Get down or lay down, bro. That's where we're at. Peace and love, freaks.